Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. Hello, I'm Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football, the home of world soccer here in Southern California, which is a hotbed for soccer, as you are very well aware. ESPN LA 710. What's on tap tonight on Soccer Weekly, sponsored by Pocock Brewing? Visit PocockBrewing.com to see what's on tap right now in their tasting room. Pocock Brewing Company, embrace life, drink good beer. Some good stuff to talk about here on Soccer Weekly. We've got Champions League action, the first legs of the knockout stages. Oh, man. It's so frustrating and so exhilarating to be a pundit like I am, right? You know me. I am the most modest man in the history of radio, without a doubt. But occasionally, you got to toot your own horn when you nail something. And then you got to tell everybody when you're wrong to have some legitimacy, right? You can't just keep going on and faking like, oh, I'm so smart, I know everything, I blah, 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 and bloviate all the time, like some sports talk show hosts do, no names. But you also can't just be like, oh, I always get everything wrong, woe is me. That sounds fake, too. I nail a lot of stuff, and I get some stuff really wrong. And in the Champions League, these first legs nailed one, and oh, did I miss on the other. Let me just say, I may never tell you that a Turkish football club is good again. Because all they do is disappoint me. Did anybody see that match that Besiktas put out in the first leg against Bayern Munich? And believe me, Besiktas had been playing well. And I thought they would give Bayern a run. Now, the red card early, what, 16th minute? That changed everything, of course. But come on, 5-0? making Denholm look like an idiot, and all I heard was Twitter backlash from you people. Of course, why not? But yet nobody got on me on Twitter to say, oh, what a brilliant deduction. Well, one guy did. Shakhtar, right? Who called that from the Ukraine? Yeah, this guy. Two thumbs pointed at me. It's a bad radio bit, but it's true. That's what I'm doing right now. Shakhtar, down 1-0 to Roma at home. Yeah, they come back and win 2-1 late. You got it. That was me. So, yeah, I totally gagged on Besiktas and then saved it. And, in fact, one guy tweeted, I was all set to jump on you again after the Besiktas mess when it came to the Shakhtar game and they were losing 1-0. But my boys from Donetsk pulled it out, just like I told you they would. We've got MLS to talk about. Oh, I can't wait to talk with Sebastian Legette. Always fun to talk with the L.A. Galaxy midfielder. Maybe the smoothest-looking dude in MLS right now. Overall, and when I say smooth, I don't just mean like, you know, born with good looks. I'm not talking about, okay, he is a good-looking kid, but he puts himself together appropriately and with purpose off the pitch. Let's say that. Smoothest dude in MLS is going to be joining us, and he's always fun to talk to, and I look forward to that. i got to talk to you right now about the MLS also-rans of 2018. We're jumping right in with our previews. We're only... I was just talking with the, the the gentleman here who do the uh, afternoons. Or uh, Travis was in today for Sean, and then of course the great Marcellus Wiley. And they were asking me, "When's the kickoff? You know, how far? Ten days, nine days away from MLS. Nine. LAFC begin and LA Galaxy begin in ten days. Yeah, you have enough fingers to count how quickly the MLS season is going to get here now." So I got to start breaking this down. And I want your help as well. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776 is the number. You can also tweet me your thoughts at 
talk soccer. Right? So here's here's my question to you. Give me your MLS also rants. As you've been watching the preseason here and more importantly the transfer season, the silly season as it were for other sports, who has improved themselves enough to be out of this category? I want to talk about the teams that haven't. I want to talk about the teams who are also Rans that don't have a shot this season. Now, I know that can bite me in the rear. There's going to be a team that surprises or two. I get it. But you have to stand up and talk about it now. we got to make these predictions, right? The tweets are flying in, at Talk Soccer. Again, you can also call me, 877-710-3776. What MLS team is an also-ran? And I'm going to be previewing those. And by the way, those don't include the LA teams this year. No. These also-rans, to me, didn't do nearly enough this offseason, with some minor caveats, and I'll explain to those. And they're coming from both conferences. I'm not breaking this down evenly. I'm just telling you the teams who don't have a shot to win it all this season. They're not good enough, in my estimation. And I'm going to start. I'm gonna, we're just going to jump right in in MLS here. And no, you will not find LAFC nor the LA Galaxy on this list. No way. But I will start with a guy we had a guest uh, as a guest on Soccer Weekly a while back. He's going to have a tough time in his first managerial job as the New England Revolution manager. That's Brad Friedel. Because I don't know what in the world they're doing in this offseason. You got the whole Lee Wynn mess. They've added a couple of pieces. Nothing. I mean, just, I don't know. He's got to revamp that defense, which, in fairness, he needed to. But unless Brad Friedel can work miracles, and I believe in Brad, don't get me wrong, New England Revolution is in deep trouble this season. I just do not see. I mean, unless Lee Wynn can also put those issues behind, and he's good enough to dominate in the midfield, they're going to need it bad. And Brad, it might be a long year for big bad Brad there as the new manager of the New England Revolution. But again, I believe he can succeed. I, I think it was a great choice as manager. I just don't know what in the world that front office is doing trying to quote-unquote build this team. Another team that's an also-ran in MLS this season, D.C. United. I know they got that stadium on the near horizon coming up. That'll help. And I will say this. This is the caveat with D.C. They've actually improved their talent in the offseason. Getting Yamil Assad is a good, great move. They've gotten better. I don't have faith in Benny Olsen as a manager. What, what, what is he still there for? I don't believe in him anymore. I'm sorry until proven otherwise. And I know he's had some good years with him. And, but, man, lately, I am not sold. So the talent is better, but where art thou, Ben Olsen? You better coach it up. And I'm just not sold. I'm also not sold with the Colorado Rapids or the, the Sea Rapids or the Crapids, as I like to call. It's a nice little easy nickname there. You can squeeze it together. Colorado believes, apparently, under new management, you know, the new manager coming in, apparently Colorado believes MLS is not as good as the championship over in England. Now, some of you might agree, some of you, I personally do not, because that's all they're doing is going over and getting talent from the championship to come here. As if that's going to, guys who are scoring five goals in ten years over, they really? This is your idea of every other MLS team is heading down to South America and Central America to grab 19-year-old super kids, and Colorado's going over and picking out 30-year-old 30 30 year forwards from Wolves. 
who, by the way, Wolves, very good this year. Don't get me wrong, but this guy, I mean, come on. Not going to get it done, Sea Rapids. Not going to get it done. Tweet me your thoughts on these teams, by the way, as I'm working them at Talk Soccer. Another team with kind of the Ben Olsen scenario, I'll say it. They've improved their talent. I don't believe in Jason Christ anymore. He's like Orlando. Much better talent-wise. I really think so. Now, they lost Kyle Aaron. Kaka retired. I mean, they got holes to fill, but they went out and got Sasha Kleshton. Great move. They've gotten some guys brought in in this offseason that can play. I don't know that Jason Christ is the manager to do this anymore. I really don't. He's still living on a decade ago almost in his managerial career. That's another Ben Olsen scenario there. I don't know that Jason Christ is such a great manager that he's going to lead this team to Vic. I mean, this is his year to prove it. And this is a whole new MLS here. You can't be living off your laurels from 10 years ago or 8 years ago or whatever it was. So that's another team that some MLS also ran. Philadelphia Union, what in the world is this franchise doing with Ernie Stewart leading the way? Yeah, David Akam, nice uh, nice little get from Chicago. Gave up a ton. He's worth it. David Akam and nothing else brought in to try to improve this mess of a franchise. Nothing else. Yes, a score helps without a doubt. Who's going to feed him the football? This team was a mess most of last season, and they didn't do anything but bring in a comp. Again, he might just be have enough goals in him. I'm not seeing that, though. He's going to struggle, and he's going to be frustrated, and not because David Akam can't play. This team just did not do near enough at all. Another Eastern Conference team that I think is an also-ran, Columbus Crew. Now, they got their issues with the whole possible moving. That is awful. That is nothing to hold against them. But it seems like the organization's dumping their talent to try to get to that point. One little minor caveat that I'll whisper. Unless Jossie Zardes can find the old form and replace Ola Kamara in that trade. Big if. Big unless there. Because you lost a lot of talent with Kamara and Justin Miram going out. Not enough coming back in unless Jossie Zardes somehow finds his 15 to 20 goal scoring boots. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. Hey, Soccer Weekly presented by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out. PuenteHillsToyota.com. They're fans of the show. They're friends of the show. We love them. You should love them as well. Great people at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out. PuenteHillsToyota.com. You may not want to check out Real Salt Lake this year too often. Eh, they're just eh. Decent. Made a couple little moves. I mean, decent. I don't hate it. I don't hate what they're doing, and I like Mike Petke. They're just not quite there and I'm not sitting there telling you oh they're going to be awful or anything. Real Salt Lake can cause you some problems, but they're just okay. Need more work there, in my estimation for 2018. 
We'll continue on. we got a conversation coming up with LA Galaxy midfielder Sebastian Legette. We're looking forward to him joining us. And more of the MLS also rans. Want to hear from you at 877-710-ESPN, or you can tweet me at TalkSoccer. Still going to talk some Champions League football as well. All of that and so much more here. This is Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm on the home of world football here in Southern California. And joining me now is LA Galaxy midfielder, a friend of the show, Sebastian Legit. Sebastian, thanks for taking the time. I hear rumors, Sebastian, that Siggy Schmidt is working you guys like dogs here in the preseason. How you feeling? Oh man. Well, well first of all, thank you for having me on the on the show. And yeah, no, it's been uh it's been a crazy couple weeks, but you know, just enjoying it. I'm enjoying being back. You know, the foot is feeling feeling really good, you know, still taking it slow. Uh, you know, and being cautious with it, but no, honestly, everything, everything positive. And what about that, uh, Siggy working you guys so hard? Is that true? Does it feel like this camp has been a little bit more rugged? It's been, uh, yeah, no, I think, I think just now, I think, I, even today, really, I think we all went in and we were all struggling. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, you know, we, we all kind of had that look on our face. And I think, I think, uh, I think Siggy and, and the staff kind of realized that. So I think, you know, maybe now we might, not take our foot off the pedal, but maybe as far as training goes and the intensity, I think we, we just need to maybe focus on, you know, uh, you know, the minutes that we do get that we want to play at our best and not just, you know, maybe the first couple of games in preseason, you know, you just want to get the minutes and you just want to like maybe tire yourself out and, you know, kind of the, how do I say it? Like the quality yeah. of, of the play. You, you're not too worried about it. You're just kind of like, you know, we just need to do this for our fitness. But now I think we, we need to get our quality you know, we're a week short from, from the season to, to start. So, you know, it'd be interesting. Yeah, you know, that's funny that you mentioned that. That was where I was going yeah. next. Like, you're worried about yeah. fitness early. To get that right. quality, I look for the last, like, scrimmage or two, whether they're closed-door scrimmages or not. It's that sharpness. You know, it's the speed of play. It's exactly. trying to get up the regular. How tough is that, though? Not, you know, obviously, you're still going in blind to your first game. You don't really know how it's going to turn out. Right, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting, especially with the you know the new team, the the whole new feel around the place. Uh, it, it's gonna be, you know, but honestly, it's to this point, I think we've we we do have a good amount of chemistry that that we built up, and you know we are a fit, and you know they have worked this to the ground, but hey, that's you know that, that's a good thing, and that's what we want. That's what we didn't have, you know, last season, and I, I guess it kind of showed. Uh, in our first couple games, and and it, and it kind of carried on throughout the season. So, you know, we we are looking forward to it. We are talking with Sebastian Legette, LA Galaxy midfielders. We get ready for the 2018 season kicking off now, and essentially just days, about a week and a half, not even away from the start of MLS season. Sebastian, bottom line. 2017 can't happen again for a team like right. the LA Galaxy for an organization like the LA Galaxy. What is right. this te- what is this team in 2018 going to do well on the pitch in your estimation? Well, you know, I mean last season was obviously once to forget, but also remember, you know, uh in a way, you know, we we want to remember it as something that we like you said we we definitely do not want to live that again. I think we are an organization that you know, has built a tradition of winning, but we have to realize that, you know, it's not going to happen on its own and we have to put in the extra work to make it happen. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a a completely different year. And I, I definitely have that feel and, you know, we're taking a game at a time, you know, we're not just thinking, Oh, MLS cup, you know, everything starts on March 4th and then the next, next game after that, next game after that. So it'll be, you know, it'll be a process, 
Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. I think uh, the whole organization is looking forward to it, and, you know, it's, uh, it's a different feel. All right, Sebastian, we're going to do a little role play here. You're Sebastian Legette. I'm a former teammate of yours, let's say, over at West Ham, over in England, and I call you up, I ring you up, as they would say, yeah. and I say, what's with this Ola Kamara guy? Give me a scouting report on your new teammate, Sebastian. <laughs> Man, well, hey, no, you know what? All has been, I mean, on and off the field, you know, he's he's been fantastic, to be honest. I think he, he couldn't have asked for a better for the first couple of weeks with, you know, uh, with the club. Yeah. You know, uh, so, yeah, since the first training session, you know, he's he's been he's been up for everything. He's he's worked hard. I can't I got, I can't say anything bad about him, honestly. He's uh, I mean, he's a goal scorer, and he and he and he, and he works his butt off, and that's all we, and that's all we can ask for, you know, and. uh you know, and I really hope he keeps carrying on this this uh, the scoring uh, routine of his because uh, you know we, we need it and we need a number nine that's that's going to be a threat and I think he's the guy. I don't need to tell you when it comes to professional soccer, or really every professional sport. Let's be honest, that you guys have to go out and do it. The pressure's on you between the lines, but if you don't do it, the axe falls on the manager. What's it like playing for Siggy Schmidt? It feels like Siggy knows the task at hand here and he seems laser focused going into this season yes no no i and and, and as we all are you know we, we definitely don't want to let him down you know yeah i mean on a personal level he's he's always been uh he's always been great towards me even through my injury uh but as a group you know we definitely want to want to do our best for him you know he's he's uh he's definitely laser focused um, it's going to be a, a big task, but like I said, we, you know, we're taking it day by day. I think we're, we're emphasizing on that, mm-hmm. and, and and that's the message, uh, you know, throughout the group. So it'll be it'll be great. Uh, I'm just super excited. Have you uh, kind of formed any special bond with maybe one of your new teammates? I know, you know, look, you guys are you're pro athletes, but you're also human beings. Is there is there been yeah. a guy maybe that you've uh, grown uh, to uh, like? You know, God, I mean, I think, <laughs> I mean, I've always, I mean, I. I've been with Ashley and, and Gio, and I mean, I guess Jonathan more now because I mean, since, since I'm back on the field, I yeah. mean, we, we we've always had a good a good bond. But I think that's the special thing about this group. You know, even the new guys, we we actually have a, you know, we're we we all really get along, and we've all done stuff, you know, off the field to bond. And you know, I mean, it's it's you can say it's cheesy, but it's you know that stuff is really important to get to know one another. Now, I'm not going to say, you mentioned Jonathan, you mentioned Gio. I'm not going to say I got my spies out there saying you guys might have been hanging out a lot during the off season. I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, you're not going <laughs> to. You, how much did you enjoy this off season? I know you're ready to get back to football, no doubt. I'm sure, you know, more so than most people, you are. How, uh, absolutely. How, how was the off season since we talked? Uh, no, I mean, I think... Listen, I mean, as any player would, you know, you want to get away and you need to get your mind off things. But I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't really, I didn't have the luxury uh, to doing that as much as I guess the other yeah. player. It's uh, different for you this season. Because I had yeah. to get, you know, because I had to get ready for, for day one of, uh, of preseason. And so I, my, my situation was probably a little bit different than most, but of course you need some time. And I mean, I had plenty of family time, but you definitely need some time. Uh, even when I did get healthy to, you know, get my mind off even the injury, the comeback, whatever it was. So, and I mean, I came back fresh and I thought I did it right. You know, it seems like a cliched question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Realistically, the fans of LA Galaxy, we want 
cups, we want championships, we want U.S. Open cups, we want Champions League. I mean, that's got to be what you guys are thinking too, right? This is not just oh, let's play better. We, you guys, you guys are going to win. No, I think uh, I think we we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Yes, um, for sure. You know, there, there's it kind of goes without saying. As soon as you put that shirt on, I mean. We, I think we all know. Even the new, the new signings, they they feel it as well. And you know, it's if we have to come, we have to come first, and 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 we won't settle for anything less. So it, it it's definitely something on our minds. But again, we can't put our extra pressure on ourselves, and you know, we can't just pat ourselves in the back when you know we play well, but we lose. You know, we we do have to have a winning mentality. But uh, you know, it'll be it'll be very interesting. Now, Sebastian, you guys are a part of elite an elite fraternity athletes at your level, professional soccer players, including yeah. other MLS teams. You know a lot of guys around the league. What are you hearing about LAFC from guys you know? Maybe with that club and otherwise. I mean, this is this yeah, is their first you know, year know, here. It's, been, it's a very interesting. It's been kind of like a little secret, but I've kind of like maybe recently asked, like, uh, you know, just out of curiosity, you know, what does the team look like? And, you know, honestly, I have good, heard good things. So, like, um, so, I mean, I don't know enough to – I guess they don't know enough about us, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure a lot of us don't know enough about them to to say like, well, what's it going to be like on our first game against each other? But you know, we'll see in the first two games of the season, and we'll get to study them a bit more. But you know, I'm, I mean, I, I wish them the best, but you know, I mean, we got to get the W on. Uh, yeah, you really don't, though. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You really don't. You're trying to sound nice here. I get that. That totally yeah, yeah, makes I got, sense. You don't want no, like, the best. I know a couple guys on that team, so the. They'll understand. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny, though. Like, most of the times, of course, as you know, these kind of rivalries develop over years and years and decades. But this thing right. feels this thing feels different right from the jump. You know what I mean? Like, no, is... it absolutely does. It's very – I was actually just talking to my uh, my dad about that. That, that it, like, it's weird, yeah, because, you know, my parents are Argentinian and, you know, River Boca, and that this thing goes on through years. Yeah. And then, and compared to this, we haven't even played a first game, but this thing, like, you can feel it in the air. You know, it's just got it. It's just, it, like, you, 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 can already, you can already see it and feel the atmosphere in the stadium, and it's going to be really exciting. Well, I must say, Sebastian, kudos to uh, kudos to you for getting ready again and uh, and really looking forward so to the season. We are we are excited that you're back, no doubt about it. The LA Galaxy are certainly going to be an exciting attacking team, and he's going to be a big part of that. Sebastian, yeah. thanks so much again for taking the time and joining us here at Soccer Weekly. I really appreciate it. Good luck to you, man. No, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Always fun to talk to Sebastian Legette, the LA Galaxy midfielder. And uh, speaking of LA Galaxy and MLS, we've got CONCACAF Champions League action going on right now at last check. Uh, Red Bulls are down in Olympia, taking on Olympia there, and uh, no score in that one. And Seattle on the road for their first leg against Santa Tecla. Seattle getting an early goal in that one. They lead 1-0. Chivas got an early, uh, an early, well, late first half goal, then got one really late in the second half to beat Cibao. 2-0 on the road. Doesn't look like Chivas is going to have any trouble advancing in CONCACAF Champions League. And, I, you know, we're talking about MLS. We're talking with Sebastian as they're getting ready for the regular season. But I cannot stress it enough how important CONCACAF Champions League is, how important it is to get back into Champions League. I watched the Club World Cup. If you win CONCACAF Champions League, you go play the Europe or the European Champions League winner and the Asian Champions League winner and South America's champion. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Those games are much better than people think they are. Even soccer fans don't really know. I watched Real Madrid win 
the uh, Club World Cup this season, and they were battling tooth and nail in their two games. These were not walkovers. They had tough games. And don't give me this. They weren't even trying. Go look. Go watch. Cristiano Ronaldo wanted to win, I promise. And they had to, they had to give it every last thing they had to barely get out. These Champions League games lead you to the Club World Cup. MLS teams should be striving to win it. And more importantly, my LA Galaxy and uh, LAFC better be getting in there soon. Sooner rather than later. I love Champions League and CONCACAF. So we'll keep you updated on that throughout the rest of the show as well. Still got big matches coming up next week as the uh, return legs are huge. FC Dallas stubbed their toe down in Panama yesterday against Taro. Good start on uh, for Toronto FC, but they, TFC having to beat an MLS side in Colorado because TFC is representing Canada technically in the Champions League. They got a nice 2-0 victory. Did you see the Sebastian Jovinko goal in that game on Tuesday? Holy cow! That is not a team that is on my MLS also rans list, indeed. No way Toronto's there. They're going to be being previewed next week here on Soccer Weekly because holy cow, are they going to be good again. The defending MLS Cup champions appearing twice in the last two years, winning last season and dominating. Toronto FC looks even better on paper at the very least this season. Saw them in the preseason in a scrimmage against LAFC. They've added more talent. Unbelievable. So we're talking MLS also, Rands. You can hit me up on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. You want to give us a call at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, the number for you to get involved. Uh, among the also-rans, we've already mentioned New England, Orlando City, D.C. United, Columbus Crew, the Crapids, Colorado, Philadelphia. we still got a few more to mention. That's next here on Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm. This is the home of world football here in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. Hello, I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. ESPN LA 710. People tweeting in at Talk Soccer. You can Twitter, uh, follow me on Twitter, tweet the show. Good stuff there. I got no problem with that. We got some great tweets flying in. I'm going to be answering some of those. Uh, I got one from uh, at Captain Ron's Cheese. Captain Ron's Cheese. Sounds like a restaurant I'd want to go have some fondue at, right? Uh, what do you think of Minnesota this year? And what about Christian Ramirez? Uh, those are two different questions. I love Christian Ramirez. Minnesota, not so much. Minnesota United was the next team on my list of MLS also rants. Again, second year. I get it. They're trying to build something leading into that Allianz Arena. Well, not Arena. That's the one over Bayern Munich. Allianz Stadium, Allianz, whatever they were calling it over there. Allianz Stadium, That the, it looks great. Minnesota United's building something. I get that. And they're taking their time with it. They've essentially said that in this offseason. They're going on the cheap, realistically. Picked up Luis Fernando on the, uh, the loan. Uh, just today, I believe, they finally signed that. Look, they've got some young talent. I love Christian Ramirez. Love to see Christian Ramirez in L.A., actually, rather than in Minnesota. But they're in a Minnesota United is not giving him up. Yeah, I mean, they've got they've got some pieces. And, you know, the thing I like about Adrian Heath and what, what I like about what Minnesota United did last season was they kept getting better, right? They started out dismal. I mean, remember the start they had? Not dismal. I was berating them on this show, and with good reason. They were giving up like five goals a game. It looked like it could be set up to be the worst team in the history of MLS. They certainly were playing like that early. That wasn't going to last with Adrian Heath. 
And they got better. And they got tougher to beat, more importantly. They weren't winning a ton of games. Never going to be a real threat last season. This wasn't Atlanta United. We got that. But they are building something there. So, again, and also, Rand, they're going on the cheap now, but I don't think that's going to last. They're building a fine future there. I really believe that. Unlike some of the other teams I mentioned here is also Rand's. Including FC Dallas, a total enigma. FC Dallas, to me, has one of the most talented rosters last season, and they bombed. Absolutely bombed. I don't even know. What was Oscar Pereja doing there? He ain't going to be able to do that again this season and survive. Let's put it that way. That's still a good roster. Solid, talented team. Now, I understand they barely missed them. But the Western Conference wasn't even that great last year. So that one it was an enigma to me. They could actually be very good if they can kind of just right the ship. So they're an also ran in my estimation that I'm not, I'm saying they're not going to make the postseason again this year. But again, that one is about as close to being teetering on the brink as possible. Another tweet at Talk Soccer. JC in Calgary tweets in, Dave, does Manchester City's early exit in the FA Cup help them or will they see it as a disappointment? Uh, actually, it's a great question because the answer is yes on both accounts. Of course, it's a disappointment that they're not going to go for the quad, the quadruple. Pep Guardiola wants to win whatever he's in, any competition, anything they're doing. Yeah, it's a disappointment, but yes, it will help them, actually. They don't have anything to worry about in the Premiership, but it's all about the Champions League with that side. And there's still work to be done for City because they can win Champions League. Speaking of Champions League, we had games this week. Chelsea and Barcelona. What is going on with Willian? This young kid. I watched that Chelsea destruction of Hull in the FA Cup. Well, watched it. I was working at it, hosting it. And uh, holy cow, did he have a game. Willian just absolutely dominated Hull right from the opening whistle. Really could have scored three or four goals and helped with that crushing 4-0. And then he turns, turns around and plays brilliantly against Barcelona, just missing out on a couple of goals. And really was a major factor in Chelsea having the lead that they succumbed, you know, Barcelona eventually getting that messy, brilliant goal off the assist from Andres Iniesta. Just a fantastic goal. So, yeah, that hurt. That means it's 1-1. That means Barcelona got that road goal they need. That means Barcelona's probably going through, okay? But Chelsea, boy, if Willian can have another performance like that at Camp Nou, I mean... Anything's possible the way he played. Again, we talked a little bit about it earlier. Bayern Munich just absolutely made me look like an idiot with Besiktas running them over. That Domagoj Vidoj or Vidoj early red card, that killed Besiktas. What are you doing? They're 16th, mid 15th, whatever it was. That was death. I was done. I knew I was done. And Bayern just poured it on. Now, mind you, when I say Besiktas was playing great, it wasn't as though I thought Besiktas was going to run over by by any means. Bayern Munich is unreal. They can easily win this competition, too. I just thought Besiktas would really put up a good good fight because they had been playing some superb football. Well, that red card did hurt, but I still look like an idiot. And then there's Shakhtar getting the win over Roma, like I told you they would. So I'm 50-50, right? One out of two ain't bad, huh? An homage to Meatloaf there. Yeah. Anybody over 35 was chuckling at that. Anybody under 35 thinks I'm talking about my dinner that I'm about to have. and That's not what I'm talking about, all right? Look him up. But one out of two ain't bad. 
877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, the number to get involved. Also on Twitter, it's at TalkSoccer. Speaking of Twitter, New York Red Bulls just tweeted out a goal from Danny Royer, 1-0 New York down in Olympia. In a tough place to go, although I believe it's played in front. I don't think there's any fans in that game for Olympia. I think they have a, a, a fans were not allowed in this game. I could be wrong on that. Uh, don't even bother checking that, Mario. The fans will check that out if they want. I mean, I could be wrong on that. But I thought Olympia had to play in an empty stadium for this one. But you still got to go down and do it, and Red Bulls get the goal, the away goal. So that's big there for New York Red Bulls and Champions League. But if we're talking about UEFA's Champions League, I really, I really am impressed with the uh, premiership teams more so than I thought coming into the season. Now, I knew Man City would be good, of course. I predicted him to win the Premier League. You know that Pep Guardiola was building something, a loaded roster. I did not quite expect Kevin De Bruyne to take this kind of step up. The, these premiership teams, and remember, I'm the guy I was telling you for a while now, these last few seasons, the premiership was really overrated. Very good. Great league, top to bottom, but overrated at the top even because they could not hang. They can hang now. The money that has been pouring into the Premiership and has been spent wisely by these top clubs, except for one team, Manchester United. That display in Sevilla was putrid. Nil-nil and neither team deserve. I mean, actually, Sevilla probably deserved to score a few. What is Jose Mourinho doing with this team? Now, they might get by Sevilla. In all likelihood, they'll win in Old Trafford. They'll squeak out a 1-0. But what is he doing? I understand. You know, Everybody point, well, Mourinho wins. That's all he does is win. you got to put the ball in the back of the net to really go after the best teams in the world. You cannot. This is not your inter-team from a, a decade ago. That was winning 1-0 every game. These other teams are too good for that, Josie. And you know what? Man United's not good enough to do that against the top-tier teams. Manchester United is not a top-tier club in the world on the pitch. Of course it's a top club. But Jose Mourinho is not taking them to the level where Manchester United should be, bottom line. Now I'll even go a step further. Were I the owners of Man- Manchester United, the Glazers, right? The guys who, uh, that family that used to own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I think they used to own the Tampa Were I the, t- the uh, ownership group, I'd uh, knock on Josie's uh, office. I'd open the door. Josie would probably yell at me for interrupting him, even though I'm the owner. That's fine. Uh, Josie, clean out your desk. You're fired. You got to move on. Yeah, I would. I'm not liking what I'm seeing. I understand. The second in the premiership. But, man, you have got to build a team that can compete against Real Madrid and Barcelona. And you can tell me that, oh, it's not, you know, Pogba's not getting the job. you got to get the most out of these guys. And Jose Mourinho does not when it comes to this team. He's not getting the most out of this squad. No way. He might not think he's got enough horses. Or Sorry, that's why you get paid the big bucks. You've got to figure that out. He's not figuring it out. I move on if I'm Manchester United. Yes. That's a scary proposition. Because he is a fine manager. I'm not saying he's not. But he's not getting it done for Manchester United with this roster at this time with this club. Doesn't make him a bad manager. They are not getting better. 
in my estimation. 877-710-ESPN. Want to hear from the Man United fans? 877-710-3776. Or hit me up on Twitter with your thoughts, at TalkSoccer. The final MLS also ran Montreal. Now, with a caveat, I like Remy Garda, their new manager. They're intriguing, but they got a lot of work to do to improve on what they had last year. Last season, they fell apart. Now, I know they're making the moves, try to get that done. Blair and Zimali, though, going back to Italy, that's a tough blow. They brought in some good talent, don't get me wrong. And I, I, I do think there's a caveat of that. They're intriguing. And again, remember, when I say also Rans, the teams who barely miss out on the playoffs, I mean, they could surprise me. There's no doubt they've got enough talent. And that one of them is Montreal, certainly. Just don't quite see it getting done for them. The Impact are not a bad team. They're just not good enough, in my estimation, coming up in 2018. Here are the also-rans that I have. New England Revolution are in trouble. Colorado Rapids are using championship-level talent. That ain't going to get it done. Columbus Crew better have Jossie Zarda score 25. D.C. United, I don't know what Ben Olsen's thinking. Orlando City is another D.C. United with Jason Christ. Who knows? Philadelphia Union relying on David Akam and no one else. Minnesota United going on the cheap this year, but we see the plan for them, actually, in the future. Real Salt Lake is very like, eh, throw up your arms. Like, I don't know. <laughs> They're okay. Not bad. FC Dallas is a total enigma. And Montreal Impact, intriguing, but just not enough. Among these teams, the final three that I mentioned, Real Salt Lake, FC Dallas, and Montreal, could really surprise me. They could. I believe that. That wouldn't surprise me greatly if they made a fool out of me by actually having decent seasons. Uh, They're not enough to threaten MLS Cup or anything like that. No. Their way into the Champions League will have to be winning the U.S. Open Cup for those teams, but not enough. Or Montreal winning the Canadian Championship, of course. But, yeah, they don't have enough to really threaten. That's why I consider them MLS also rans. Once again, Soccer Weekly presented by Puente Host Toyota. Get your new 2018 Toyota Camry SE today at Puente Host Toyota. Check them out, PuenteHostToyota.com. Check us out on iTunes or all the podcatchers. Don't forget, if you miss any of the show, if you missed the Sebastian Legette interview earlier, you can always podcast it, right? Download that. Subscribe, rate, and review. Tell me you love me. Tell me you hate me. Just tell me. That's fine. I'm Dave Denholm. You are lucky to be listening to Soccer Weekly here on ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California and the home of MLS love. I love MLS, and you will hear it here on Soccer Weekly. I understand. Look, you know, the funniest part about you MLS haters, and there are more than a few of you out there. Now, there are many who love Major League Soccer like I do. That's great. Some of you are, you know, indifferent a little bit. The funny part about it is, for many years, all I heard was, well, Major League Soccer's not any good because the Americans aren't, you know, like we're just, the players are. MLS now is decidedly shifting towards foreign players. More than half of the league is not American players. Way more than half. You'd be so, so shocked of the starting 11 for many games look exactly like they look in the Premiership, in La Liga, in Serie A, in other big leagues. And that is most of the players on any given starting 11 are not from the country in which they play. I mean, an MLS is looking more and more like that every day. Look at all the young talent Major League Soccer. I am so jazzed for the start of the season coming up in just, what, nine days. Oh, I can't wait. 
because the the influx of young Central and South American talent, especially this offseason, has been tremendous. Guys that you don't even know of who you are going to fall in love with on the pitch. And I mean that sincerely. I'm not just, I'm serious. They're not paying for this. This is not an ad. This is me loving the beautiful game. I cannot wait till my league gets back in action. Right? You notice what I said there? I, everybody always, for some reason, the first question anybody always asks me, knowing me as the soccer guy, right, here in Los Angeles for the last 20 years, I used to get this back 20 years ago when I first started in L.A., and I get it now. Oh, who's your team over in England? And my answer is always the same. I don't really care. I guess I wouldn't mind going to see a QPR game at some point. Nice team. I like their jerseys. Kind of enraptured by Loftus Road. I'd have a good time. But I don't really care. I care about MLS and my teams. And I and I say teams tonight because it's a Champions League. I got to be honest with you, it's the weirdest feeling. I wouldn't cross the road to spit on a New York Red Bulls otherwise, except for when they're playing in the Champions League. And now I'm like, oh, I hope they win. It's MLS. Yeah, I want them to represent. I cannot stand. I sports hate the Seattle Sounders with the passion of a thousand suns. But I was happy they got the first goal in their game tonight. I am telling you. Now, mind you, I will never root for the San Jose Earthquakes. I don't care if they're playing, you know, Barcelona in the Champions League, in the uh, Club World Cup. I will never root for the Earthquakes. Never. But you get the point. I cannot wait until MS. And that's the funniest thing. You you feel it in, in the NBA, in Major League Baseball, right? It's spring training. They're just starting games in, in, in spring training. They're playing the college teams. They did that earlier today. We, we'll get some real games going, but you get the, everybody's excited at this time. It doesn't matter who you root for within the league. You're just pumped like every other fan. Like you're, it's like a camaraderie because the league is just about to start. And I'm feeling that with you, MLS fans, without a doubt. You can hit me up on Twitter to continue the conversation as we always do, even after the show ends, at Talk Soccer. And it is now time for what we like to consider the single greatest. You know what? It's taking over even beyond this show. This is the best segment in all of radio each and every week. It's stoppage time. It really is. It is stoppage time, and it is the best segment. It is All great, of radio, baby. That's right. The great Mario Reeves, the producer of this fabulous show, joining us now. <laughs> Mario, good to talk to you, buddy. What's going on? Yeah, what's up, Dave? So uh, Turner Sports is going to hire former NBA star Steve Nash to do a studio analyst work for the company's coverage of the UEFA Champions League next season. The games are going to be broadcast across TNT, TBS, True TV, and a streaming device to be named later. Now, Steve Nash, he played basketball, but he he knows the beautiful game, right, Dave? He does. i, I got to be honest with you. This one uh, cuts a little close to home. This one's a kick in the onions for me because, of course, I work at Fox Sports, and we are losing the Champions League. The ah. rights are going to, and I cover the Champions League and Europa League also. So... I'm a little, uh, you know, a little bitter pill when it comes to this anyway. But here's the thing about Steve Nash. A lot of people are not going to give him an opportunity because they're going to be like, oh, he shouldn't be talking, you know, soccer. But a lot of people are. 
and they're going to be like flipping through and go, wait a minute, that's Steve Nash. Yeah, right. Like it does. And by the way, he does know the game, as Mario said. He is a part owner of a, you know, up in Vancouver. Yeah, the Whitecaps. Yeah, the guy is like, he's all in with MLS and with, you know, he loves, I believe, Spurs is his team over. His His father and brother, both pros. Yeah, his team over in England and Spurs, whatever. But you get the point. He loves the beautiful game. So I don't have a problem with it. Now, look, as a broadcaster, you know, like, I mean, I can understand why some soccer, fellow soccer broadcasters may be a little like, oh, boy, this is kind of tough. You know, it's a job. And, you know, he is taking a job away from a, a, a potential. But come on, the, the benefits far away any negatives with Steve Nash being involved. No doubt about it. All right, so Landon Donovan, he thinks MLS isn't too far uh, behind Liga MX in terms of quality. Uh, Landon says technically uh, Liga MX is still a superior league to MLS. We still lack a little passion in the United States because it's still a new sport for our people. What do you think about Landon's comparison between MLS and uh, Liga MX? Well, uh, first of all, no duh. <laughs> Second of all, where you been? I've been saying this for years. Now, I love Landon, and of course, he just went down to join Leon as we, as we were talking about on the very night he did it here on Soccer Weekly. But here's the thing. They, he is absolutely right in that it is getting much closer. These uh, MLS teams are so much better than most people think now. It really has been night and day over the last few years, even, Mario. Like, you know, the last couple of seasons, legitimately. And, that's taking nothing away from the Liga MX size. I mean, they're fantastic. I mean, Club America, I don't know how anybody's going to beat them in the Champions League. It's going to be a tough task. This team is loaded. And Tigres, you never know. I mean, they could be the best team in all of Central and South America and North America at times. They're that good. But, yes, these MLS teams, Toronto FC, I mean, I'm telling you, this team is good for any country and any level. This, I, I genuinely, there are plenty of teams playing in the Champions League now in CONCACAF that belong in the UEFA Champions League. And one of them's Toronto FC, the others are Club America and Tigres and teams like, it's a lot closer than people think. And why wouldn't you believe Landon Donovan now that he's played in both? Absolutely. Mario Reese, thank you so much, the great producer of this show. That was stoppage time. I mean, we love this. We love stoppage time. Mario, what do you think of that real quick? Uh, give me a, give me your 10 second version of what Landon Donovan said. You buy what I'm saying too? Oh, definitely, definitely. I see a lot of the teams getting closer and closer to uh to the uh league mx team in mls definitely he's not the best in the business for nothing folks <laughs> as is michael funches who helped uh, direct this ship as well i am dave Dunholm. always a pleasure don't forget to go podcast this on itunes subscribe rate and review to soccer weekly this is the show this is the show of soccer in america it's the show of record dave Dunholm and you hanging out on espnla 710